Hello, guys, and welcome into the Watered Down Podcast. I'm Nick Waters, your host. I'm excited to get started on this new podcast journey. Um, a little bit of background knowledge or info about this is my last name being Waters and my love for sports being so evident, so passionate. I thought it'd be a great idea to take all the news and the events that are happening in the sports world and kind of water them down for you guys to make it a little easier to understand and uh, get what's happening. So, for instance, we know that the Live and the PGA Tour are going through this big old merger. Instead of you having to read all of those articles or listen to hours of podcasts or videos, I can do all that for you and then come back with all the meat and details that way that you don't have to. And we can kind of wrap it up in a 15-minute podcast. So that's kind of where my idea comes from. I really enjoy talking about sports, been around sports most of my life. So now I get to talk about sports, and I think that's just something that's really cool. Always been uh, on the frontal uh, as I've grown up about how cool that is that people actually get paid to do it. Uh, so here I am wanting to do it for fun. But uh, this is the podcast. So welcome to Watered Down Sports. So the first thing that we're going to do or talk about in this first episode is what I really, really enjoy talking about, and that's basketball. Basketball is something that I, I grew up playing. Didn't get to play for uh, my high school or anything like that, but know the game, enjoy studying the game. I've coached three years uh, here in Jackson County um, as a middle school basketball coach, and I've really enjoyed that. So basketball is kind of what I would say is my bread and butter. Uh, so the NBA is really where I like to live. I love talking about the NBA, talking about all the players and what's going on and what's happening. So with that, we kind of get into the NBA Finals that just concluded last night. We had the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat 94-89, and they clinched a four games to one series over the Miami Heat. And we're going to talk about what that looked like in both of their basically paths to get to the finals because both paths uh, look a little different. Both rosters look a little different as well, so we're going to sit and talk about what that looks like. So here we go. The Denver Nuggets uh, were the one seed. Well, let's back up. Excuse me. In the NBA, you have two conferences. You have the Eastern Conference and you have the Western Conference. The Western Conference was represented by the Denver Nuggets. They were the number one seed in the West. Uh, and the Eastern Conference was represented or was represented by the Miami Heat. And they were the actual eight seed uh, coming out of the uh, East. And what happens in the NBA is after the regular season's over, you have eight seeds from both the East and the West that actually make it to the playoffs. But what makes it a little different this uh, the past two years is that the NBA now allows the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds at the end of the regular season to kind of have an in-season tournament to pick out the last two seeds, which would be the 7 and 8 seed. So the 7 and 8 seed play a game and the 9 and 10 seed play a game. Well, normally the 7 and 8 seed would just automatically make it because they're the top eight. So what happens is the 7 and 8 seed play a game. They play one game. The Whoever wins the game uh, becomes the 7 seed. The loser of the game is not out completely. What they do is they will play the winner of the 9 and 10 seed game. So this year in the East, the 7 seed were at the Miami Heat, followed by the 8 seed Atlanta Hawks. 9 seed Chicago Bulls, and 10 seed Toronto Raptors. So the Raptors played the Bulls, the 9 and 10 seed, and the Hawks played the Heat, the 7 and 8 seed. Well, the Hawks beat the Heat, so the Hawks became the 7 seed. The 8 seed now was up for grabs, so the Miami Heat got to play the winner for one more chance for the 8 seed. 
Um, the Miami Heat had to play the winner of Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, and the Toronto Raptors. The Bulls beat the Raptors, therefore, the Heat and the Bulls played for that final eighth position. The Miami Heat ended up winning and becoming that eighth seed. But of course, becoming the eighth seed means things do get a little harder because in the playoffs, the one seed played the eighth seed, two plays the seven, three plays six, and the four plays the five. So as the Miami Heat became the eighth seed, of course, they're really excited for making the playoffs, but then they're actually met by the number one seed, which in this case in the East was the Milwaukee Bucks. So both paths were a little different for each of the teams. In the East, Miami uh, had to go through Milwaukee, and Milwaukee uh, was favorites from the very beginning. Uh, their superstar is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he is they call him the Greek Freak. Uh, they built a team around him. They actually won the championship two years ago, and they were kind of gearing up for another special season this year. So the Heat had their hands full from the very beginning. But they took care of business in Milwaukee. They beat them four games to one. Then they move on to the New York Knicks. They beat them four games to two. And then they get to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this is where things get fun. So up to this point, Miami has been playing really good ball, playing team ball, which is what we love to see. Eric Spolster, their head coach, is all about player development. So you have players who were not necessarily drafted really, really high in the NBA draft. But what he does is he gets these guys in and develops them in a way that is team basketball. And they, they know exactly what they need to do for their team to win. So it's been really cool to see. And that's kind of how they beat the number one overall seed, Milwaukee Bucks, as well as the New York Knicks. But when you get to Boston, you got something a little different. Boston went to the finals last year and lost to the Warriors. So they're also gearing up for a revenge season, if you will. So when they beat Boston, they actually go up three games to none. So Miami's up three games to none. They're obviously one game away from clinching. And by the way, all of these series are seven-game series. So really, it's the for a team the four wins is how you win a series. Sorry that I didn't mention that earlier. But um, going back to Miami, they're up three games to none. So they're feeling good. And Boston is obviously backs against the the wall. And what Boston does is they actually win three games in a row to tie the series at three apiece. So what happens now is you obviously have a game seven, which is the best two words in sports for any sports fanatic. They know that game seven, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be hype. Uh, the superstars are going to come out. And so Miami has to go to Boston, who is the higher seed for game seven. And uh, game seven's played. Miami pulls it out. And now they're headed to the finals. So again, you see that Miami's kind of had the, the tough road of having to play the number one overall seed and also having to end it with a two seed and actually going to a seven-game series. Meanwhile, while this is happening in the, in the East, in the West, you have the Denver Nuggets. And again, they're the number one, number one overall seed, and they're just kind of enjoying their time, enjoying what's happening. So their road looks a little different, a little easier, some may say. Um, they do have an MVP in Nikola Jokic. He is an actual two-time MVP in 2022. He won, or two, 2022 and 2021, and he was a runner-up this year in 2023 behind Joel Embiid, who plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Some believe that Jokic should have had it for a third year in a row, um, and others obviously believe that Embiid had a little bit more presence on his team. Um, but hindsight's 2020 now. Jokic is just it's just an animal, truthfully. Um, he plays center. For the Nuggets, and he can just do everything that um, that team needs him to do. But going back to their path, um, 
the Nuggets actually played the Minnesota Timberwolves. They beat them four games to one in round one. Then they get to round two, and they're met by the Phoenix Suns. They beat them four games to two. Uh, that team is consists of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. Uh, they have a big three, basically, you can call it. And four games to two victory, you can kind of say that the Nuggets kind of breeze past that. And so you're kind of seeing already, all right, the Nuggets, they're the real deal. They're no joke. And then for the Western Conference Finals, they're met by the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, so you have LeBron and Anthony Davis waiting them, awaiting them, and they actually sweep the Lakers four games to none. So we get to the finals, and again, you're kind of seeing that the, the Nuggets are the real deal between Nikola, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and some defense from Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon. They're sitting pretty, waiting for Miami to get done with their seven-game series with Boston. And, they're, you know, again, they're ready to kind of claim what's theirs. Tidbit as well, uh, Denver has never won the NBA championship. They've been in the they've been a NBA team for 47 years. It's actually the longest drought in the NBA, 47 years without a title. So as much as Miami's very hungry, being a young team, being a team that got to the finals three years ago, they're wanting to get back, and Denver is really wanting to get their first one. So you've got kind of these two storylines that are going to end up playing each other. So now we're to the NBA Finals, and you have the Nuggets versus the Heat, the one seed versus the eight seed. You have a Cinderella story with the eight seed. How in the world did they get here? Can they keep the magic going? So last night was game five. Game five, the Nuggets were up three games to one. What's interesting, though, is that Miami has won every game one uh, that they played this year. They beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. They beat New York in New York. And they beat Boston in Boston to start off all these series. So game one actually started in Denver, game one and two. Uh, Miami lost the first game but won the second game. So they got to go to Miami for game three with a, uh, a series tie one to one. And then Denver took both games in Miami to come home, back home to Denver for game five with a 3-1 series lead. What I really uh, love about Michael Malone, which is the Denver Nuggets' coach, is that this whole time he's kind of called his team out. After game two loss in Denver, he kind of says, hey, our lack of discipline, our lack of play, what's up? Like, y'all aren't, Are y'all really trying? Are y'all really hustling? And so that kind of gets the Nuggets fired up. And on the way back home for game five, he kind of also calls them out of, we're desperate. You know, let's not play comfortable. Let's play desperate. Let's pretend that we're down three to one and we're on the brink of elimination. Let's let's wrap this thing up. So Michael Malone has been coaching eight, nine years, maybe, maybe a little bit more there in Denver. So I really like that coaching approach to, to kind of really get after your guys and, and a call to action to see if they're going to answer the bell. So game five happens last night. Uh, kind of starts off a little sloppy. Uh, you can, A lot of turnovers that you're not kind of accustomed to seeing for both of these teams. Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat, he's been the superstar. He's been what they call Hemi, the Hemi Butler, because he's him, puts the team on his back. Uh, but in the finals, so the first three, three rounds, Jimmy Butler's there. He's scoring when he needs to. He's making the right decisions. But he gets to the finals against these Nuggets and can't do much. The defense for the Nuggets kind of finds out what he likes to do. So they shut that down, or they blitz him with a trap. They put two guys on him. He can't really do a lot. So they find a way to kind of stop him 
Plus, he also has a little bit of an ankle injury that some people say, hey, this has bothered him. This is maybe why he's not playing 100%. You know, other teams or other um, analysts are kind of like, you know, it really doesn't matter because he's a superstar. You got to push through, right? Kind of put the team on your path. So game five starts last night, turnover over turnover over turnover. And oddly enough, Nikola Jokic has three turnovers within the first three minutes. So you're kind of seeing and wondering what's going to happen here. Are the Nuggets going to kind of slip up, get a little comfortable, and have to go back to South Beach for game six? Um, and if that happens, can the Heat actually pull that out and make it a three-to-three series like they did with Boston and, and, and kind of bring that back to Denver for game seven? But after halftime, thing kind of, things kind of settle down. Uh, both teams kind of get in rhythm. Jimmy Butler there at the very end of the game with about three and a half minutes left, he gets fouled on a three-point shot, which – Probably was an offensive foul on him. He kicked his leg out, which was um, definitely not a basketball move, but was called a defensive foul rather than an offensive foul. Um, he makes both of those three throw, free throws. They're down by one point, and he scored 13 points all by him, like 13 straight points all by himself. So you're starting to see Jimmy Butler put the team on his back. But Nikola Jokic has a stat line like no other. He had 28 points, 16 rebounds, four assists. And so he really puts the team on his back. He's able to lock up the team's first NBA championship. And they, again, beat uh, the Miami Heat 94-89 after coming out in the second half and kind of closing closing things down and, and start to play team ball. But what's very, really interesting about this is that Nikola Jokic, again, was been the MVP the previous two years and was not named MVP this year. But what I really enjoyed seeing at the very end of the game Again, this is the Denver Nuggets' first uh, title in, in franchise history. So you think that the, the place is going to erupt. They're in Denver. They're losing their minds. Confetti starts to fall. But what Nikola Jokic does is buzzer sounds, and he goes and single-handedly finds every um, every Heat player that he played this, this series and shakes their hand, gives them words of encouragement, kind of says, you know, a hey, good fall series, love you, keep it up, kind of thing. And I think that just speaks volumes, truthfully, uh, to Jokic as a person. I think that shows his leadership, shows his maturity, shows his mentality as well of, you know, these are is competition, but we also can respect game, can respect game. And I thought that was just really awesome that the teammates were celebrating with each other, but before he did that, he was going to make sure that the Heat players know what a series it was, and I thought that was really cool for them. One thing to note also is Jamal Murray, the point guard for the Nuggets, uh, in 2020 actually tore his ACL. And so the past couple seasons, he's not been able to be in the postseason with the Nuggets. So this was a comeback story for him as well. He's been available all postseason this year. Uh, he's kind of been a, uh, a co-star with Jokic. So it was really cool to see that as well and kind of see the emotion that was flowing from him after – coming back from ACL injury uh, like he had. Um, so Jokic and Jamal Murray get to bring the Nuggets, their very first uh, championship in Denver. So really excited about that. Very much deserving. Um, kudos to the Heat, though. Again, Eric Spolster and the job that he has done is just really incredible. I mean, when you think about the Dwayne Wade, the Chris Bosh, and the LeBron James, and Ray Allen, and Shane Battier, and all the other uh, players that played for him back in 2011, 2012, and they won those championships, you're kind of like, well, of course, you know, of course he's got to win those championships. But 
when you think about 2020 in the bubble where the Heat play the Lakers and they kind of push them to the edge a little bit, and then you have them come in and play the Nuggets this year with not the same players like LeBron and Chris Bosh and D. Wade, kind of comes back and shows you that, hey, Eric Spolster is the real deal. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so really cool to see that he went that far as an underdog. Um, so kudos to him. One last thing that I'll, I'll note, too, is that Aaron Gordon is a high flyer, someone that really loves to, to – that can dunk and, and someone that can be showboaty, if you will, um, with his, his dunks. And back in 2020, Dwayne Wade, who is a legend that played for the Miami Heat, uh, Dwayne Wade was a judge in the 2020 con uh, dunk contest between what became between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. So these two guys are, are having dunks. They're going back and forth, and they're earning 50s all across the board. And one of the last dunks that Aaron Gordon did, every judge except for Dwayne Wade gave a 10. Dwayne Wade gave a 9. And the rest of the judges for Zach Levine gave all 10. So Zach Levine won uh, 50 to 49. And I think tonight was just kind of awesome to see Aaron Gordon smile. And, of course, he's probably not thinking about the duck contest, but I thought it was a really fun thing to know, like, who really got the last laugh where Aaron Gordon gets an NBA championship. Because uh, at, at that time, he played for the Orlando Magic, who have been for the past decade just atrocious. Um, so it's been, it was awesome to kind of see um, that full circle moment where he's getting to come back and, on a franchise that he can be utilized more uh, than just a showboat dunker at a dunk contest. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, tonight kind of ends the NBA season. Uh, a lot of big news going to come up in the NBA season. We already have some big news as far as free agents. We have Fred Van, Van, Van Fleet, excuse me, that plays for the Toronto Raptors. He actually has a player option. He's opted out. He's been there all seven years of his career. So he's opting out. And now he's looking for maybe a new place to, to, to call home. The other one uh, that hits kind of close home, home is Trey Young. I'm a huge Hawks fan. I love the Hawks. Uh, and Trey Young has removed all things Atlanta off of his Instagram bio. So is that really speculation of is he going somewhere new? Is he um, just kind of taking that off for mental clarity? Who knows? This year he and DeJounte Murray from the Spurs – uh, linked up as teammates and had a really good season for the most part. They got to figure out some defensive things. Trey Young can be a liability on that side of the ball. But for the most part, you're kind of sitting here thinking, where's Trey Young going to go? And if he does leave Atlanta, are we going to get something nice uh, for him? So, again, be on the lookout on this podcast for all the, the basketball news that's going to be coming through because I'll be keeping up with it and hopefully – uh, we'll start gearing up for the 2023-2024 um, NBA season here shortly. That season will start mid-October, and by then we'll have some predictions for who we think may be the next uh, NBA champion. Champion, But again, Denver Nuggets defeat the Miami Heat 94-89, win the series four games to one to clinch their franchise's first NBA title. Congrats to Michael Malone, head coach. Congrats to all the players, to all the fans out there in Denver. And lately, truthfully, Denver's been a title town. Last year, if you'll remember, the Colorado uh, Avalanche uh, won the NHL um, Stanley uh, Cup. Uh, so past couple years, Denver's kind of been put on the map. So kudos to them. Congrats to them. And, again, guys, thank you for joining me on Waterdown Sports. 
I uh, hope I watered it down enough. Um, and we'll be back with some more stuff. We're definitely going to get into the the live and the PGA tour a lot to, to get in with that. Also coming up, we'll be talking about Novak Djokovic. Uh, he just won his uh, 23rd Grand Slam title. So is does that really make him the GOAT now? I mean, he has one more than Rafa, two more than Roger Federer. So we, we'll get in that as well. And we'll also talk about the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. They're up, uh, the Knights are up three games to one, looking to clinch it tonight really see if they can clinch it at home and win that franchise's first Stanley Cup so a lot of good things coming your way a lot of exciting things coming your way thank you guys for for listening and I uh, hope you enjoyed